0: Welcome to the Hope City Church Podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. I want to talk to you real quickly about, I want to give you a few practical tips about fasting before we get too far into things. I know a lot of you are fasting different things. Uh, Me and Jen are doing the Daniel fast, so we aren't eating delicious foods right now eating fruits and vegetables and things like that and that's okay and I drive past what I'm really craving the most is like a French vanilla coffee from Tim Hortons yeah I know I know it's like a bad word to say right now but here's what I've learned every time I drive past a Tim Hortons I am physically aware of my stomach at all times right now (laughs) just so you know everywhere every second of the day I am aware of a pain in my stomach and when I think and I dwell about that pain here's what I do Thank you, God, for increasing my wisdom and revelation of you. Thank you, God, for continuing to speak to me. And this is what I'm believing God for in this fast. Thank you, God, for a breakthrough in my life, in our church, in our church's, people's lives, in every area. God, we thank you for unity, and we thank you for breakthrough in what you're doing. So when my stomach begins to talk to me, when I drive past Tim Hortons, there's no lineup. And I'm like, oh, man, I could just scoot in there and be out real fast. I say, thank you, God, for what you're doing, because that's what it's about. So two things quickly about fasting. The first thing, when you have a fast, you need to have a uh, purpose behind what you're doing. A lot of times people, Christians primarily just step into things, and we step into them because somebody told us to. We don't have a real, oh, our church is doing a fast, so I have to do a fast. Why are you fasting? I don't know, because the preacher said we had to. When you fast you need to have a reason you need to have a purpose behind what it is you're doing proverbs 29 talks about where there is no vision the people cast off restraint the passion translation says they wander quickly away when you have no reason when you have no purpose when you have no vision you quickly wander away so in this fast i encourage you last week we wrote down things that we were shredding and we shredded them in that machine which is over here today. And at the end of the message today, if there's still things that you didn't get rid of last week and you want to shred and see them gone in your life, then you go over there in that corner all by your lonesome, write down on a piece of paper and say, ain't happening in my life anymore. And you shred that thing and get rid of it. So you need to have a purpose while you're fasting. Ask yourself, why am I fasting? What, I'm fasting something. I'm fasting these things in my life. Whether it's, I know some people are fasting social media. I know people are fasting coffee. I know, people, I know I'm fasting different kinds of foods. We're all fasting different kinds of things. But what is the purpose you are fasting for? So you can keep that ahead of your eyes. So like it talks about in Habakkuk 2, when God said to Habakkuk that the person who reads this can run. Because there's going to be days where you're really hungry or you really want to check Instagram or you really want to have a cup of coffee because you're so tired. But you need to realize I've got a purpose behind this fast. I am believing God for my marriage. I am believing God to see breakthrough in my finances. I am believing God to see breakthrough in my body, in my mind, in my emotions, in my jobs. I am believing God to see this. This is my purpose. So it doesn't matter how hungry I get. It doesn't matter what my stomach says to me. This reason is greater than that temptation. Can I get an amen? The second thing you need to have is you need to have a plan. I love this saying. It says, uh, if you fail to plan, you what? You plan to fail. I was reading, I was listening to a book, and they were talking about how people who have purposes and plans behind what they do are 80% more likely to follow through on those plans as opposed to people who have no plan for their life. Like if you say, uh, my plan tomorrow is to do this and this and this, they say you are 80% more likely to accomplish those things if you instead wake up that morning and say, I don't know what I'm going to do. We'll just see what happens in the day. They say that you end up just wasting your time. So on this fast, you need to have a plan and say, I am fasting these things for this long. This is my plan. This is what I'm doing. So when you get in the middle of fast, you can say, I have my reason I'm fasting, and this is my plan of how I am fasting. Amen? So let's look at the Word for a few minutes. Go with your Bibles uh, with me to Genesis um, chapter 18. We're going old school this morning. And that's all right. A lot of you get in the middle of fast. A lot of us get in the middle of fast. And there's things that we're fasting for, believing God for. Things that God has said to you that he wants to do in your life. Has God ever spoke to any of you and said, I want to do this in your life. This is who I've called you to be. This is where I desire you to go. Has anybody spoke to anybody here like that? Okay, three people. Awesome. Awesome. But what happens is we get in the middle and we say, it's too hard. It's too hard. It's too hard, Jesus. It's too hard. No. Jesus, I'm so hungry, Jesus. I love pizza so much. No. It's too too hard, Jesus. Do you remember having kids? Some of you have kids now. Remember those conversations where you tell your kids to do something? Mom, no. No, mom. Wh- why? I have a little a little nephew right now. He is 8 and he does like this um astonished cry. It's quite interesting. It's it's his mom, my sister tells him to do something. Oh, oh, mom, ma- ma- mama, what? No. And he's both crying and astonished at the same time that anybody would dare. <gasps> Jesus, it's too hard. <laughs> Genesis chapter 18. We're going to pick up in verse 1. This is, um, this is a story right now. Abraham, is, his name is Abraham now, and his wife's name is Sarah now. God has changed their names and I often wonder how many times Sarah kept calling Abraham, Abraham. I mean, like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot your name's Abraham now.
1: I'm so sorry.
0: I forgot you changed names. Hello? Yes? Genesis chapter 18, verse 1 says, The Lord appeared again to Abraham near the oak grove belonging to Mamre. One day Abraham was sitting at the entrance to his tent during the hottest part of the day. Because, I mean, what else are you going to do? It's a hot part of the day. Sit down and take a load off. He looked up and noticed three men standing nearby. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them and welcomed them, bowing low to the ground. Verse 3 says, my Lord, if it pleases you, stop here for a while. Rest in the shade of this tree while water is brought to wash your feet. And since you've honored your servant with this visit, let me give you some food to eat. They say, all right. Do as you've said. Verse 6 says So Abraham ran back to the tent and said to Sarah, I imagine Abraham left these guys sitting over here. He's like, Please come sit down. Since you've blessed me with your presence, sit down, stay, sit under this tree, take a load off, enjoy the shade. I will bring water to you, I will bring you food. Just relax a while. And then he slowly begins to walk away. <laughs> so glad you're here. <laughs> He slowly begins walking faster. Sarah, Sarah, the Bible says. He gets over here. He's like, Sarah, hurry up. Sarah, Sarah, where are you? Hurry up, he says. In verse number six, he says, get three large measures of your best flour. The best flour. Not the junky flour that you use when all the other flour's gone. The best flour. Knead it into dough and bake some Bread. Then Abraham ran out to the herd and chose a calf and gave it to his servant who quickly prepared it. When the food was ready, Abraham took some yogurt, milk, and roasted meat. He took, for our purposes today, let's say he took fruit and vegetables and water. Because I don't want to cause anybody to stumble. And he served it to the men. And as they ate, Abraham waited on them in the shade of the trees. What a great host. Verse 9, the men say... Where's your wife, Sarah? She's inside the tent. And one of them says, I will return to you about this, next, this time next year, and your son, your wife will have a son. I'm going to come back this time next year, and your wife is going to have a son. I've got a prophetic message for you today that we're going to work our way through real quick here. And there is things that God has said to some of you that seem outlandish and spectacular. Abraham is almost 100 years old, and Sarah is almost 90. And these men just show up in the desert and say to him, I'm going to come back and visit you this time next year, and your wife is going to have a son. And I'm here to say to you today that God is speaking to some of you as we enter this fast, as we continue along this journey in this fast. God is saying some things to some of you that are outlandish, that are spectacular, that are amazing, that are dumbfounding. But it is the voice of God speaking to you. Sarah was listening to this conversation from behind the tent. Abraham and Sarah were both really old by this time and Sarah was long past the age of having kids. Can you naturally picture a 90-year-old woman having a baby? Don't you love the pictures that God brings to us? Don't you love the the things that God does? Come on. Who else but God would say a 90-year-old woman's going to have a baby? Listen. I'm 41 and I don't want to have a baby. Oh. Mm, yep. It'd be fun. It'd be exciting. it will adventure. Mmm. Jennifer gets about the long nights. Jennifer gets about like the babies crying. Jennifer gets about the baby strollers, the baby bags, the dirty diapers, all the things you can't do anymore. We almost have like our house all to ourselves. But God says to Abraham, This time next year, your wife is going to have a baby. God is speaking. I want you to get this. If you need to, close your eyes and open your ears and open your heart and receive this because God is saying to some of you, I'm going to do something in your life that you would never imagine that doesn't make sense, that isn't practical, but it's what I want to do. Sarah's hiding behind the tent, listening to the conversation. She is full-on eavesdropping. This is what's happening. She is full on just behind the tent listening. And so it says, she laughed silently to herself and said, oh, that's crazy talk. Um, How could a worn out woman like me enjoy such pleasure? Especially when my master, my husband, is so old. (laughs) He was 10 years older than her, to be fair. So that is old. But that is many of our responses to God's miraculous thing he wants to do in our life. Listen, God is saying to you, I want to do this in your life. Sierra, this is what I want to do in your life. I'm going to do things that you don't even imagine, that you can't comprehend, that you don't understand. And then we sit back and say, oh, come on. How, how can that? That can't happen. Look at this circumstance. And look at that circumstance. And look at this thing over here. So many times our response to God's thing that he wants to do in our life is what? disbelief, we begin to rationalize. Sarah began to rationalize the irrational. And can I just say to you today, we don't serve a rational God. We serve a God who lives beyond our human understanding. He lives beyond our thoughts and our processes. And what he wants to do, let me tell you, he can do. It doesn't matter what anything says, anybody says, God will do what he wants to do. So then we see here in verse 13, the Lord says to Abraham, now remember, Sarah is still hiding behind the tent. They're not together. The Lord says to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, can an old woman like me have a baby? And then he says this, is anything too hard for the Lord? And that is what God is saying to you today. I don't know the circumstances you deal with. I don't know the things that you shredded on this paper because you shredded them. And even if you didn't shred them, I wouldn't read them because those are between you and God. But God knows those things that you shredded. God knows those circumstances in your life. God knows your past. God knows your present. God knows everything that's going on in your life. And he is saying today to you, is anything too hard for the Lord? I want you to close your eyes for a second, and I want you to take a second, and I want you to think about that thing that you wrote down in that card last week, or I want you to think about the things that are in your life that are hindering you from moving forward, the things that when God says to you, I see this in your life, this is who I've called you to be, this is where I want you to go, I want you to think about the things that you say, yeah, but... Yeah, but this. Yeah, but that. What about this circumstance? What about this problem? What about this roadblock? I want you to think about that for a second. And then I want you to hear the voice of God saying to you, is anything too hard for the Lord? I love it when Job is talking to God, and Job, they're, they're talking back and forth, and God finally sits him down and says, Listen. Where were you when I formed the foundations of the earth? Where were you when I created this and that? Where were you when I set the sun in the sky? Is anything too hard for me? And I'll tell you a resounding answer is no. Let's look at one more section of scripture here. Go to 2 Samuel chapter 5. I told you that I'm believing God for breakthrough. I'm believing God for breakthrough in our church. I'm believing God for breakthrough for all of you. I've got a journal that I keep. And when I sit down in the office during the week and pray, I have your names written in my journal and I spend time praying for you, believing God for breakthrough in your lives. I don't know what that breakthrough looks like for you. I don't know the breakthroughs you necessarily need. But you know who does? God, and I talk to him, and I pray for you, and I pray for our church, and I pray for this city. And God is saying today, is anything too hard for me? Is there anything too hard for me? Is there anything that can bind my hands? Is there anything that can stop me short in my tracks? And I want to tell you today, there is not... 2 Samuel chapter 5, We am going to start in verse 17. This is when David has become king over both Judah and Israel. 17 says, when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king of Israel, they got everybody together. They decided they were going to capture him. But David was told they were coming, so he went into the stronghold. Then the Philistines arrived and spread out across the valley of Rephaim. So David asked the Lord, should I go out to fight the Philistines, and will you hand them over to me? And if you underline, if you take notes in your Bible, I want you to underline that phrase, David asked the Lord. So many of us in our life make decisions on our own fall into the consequences of making wrong decisions, and then want God to bail us out. When the proper order for life is, you go to God and ask him first. David asked the Lord, should I go fight this battle? David said, should I go step into this? Should I go deal with this? Should I go out there and take care of this? What do you want me to do? You know, we pray the Lord's prayer, your kingdom come and your will be done. But do we really mean that? This is what that looks like. It looks like putting your thoughts, your desires aside and laying them down and saying, God, what do you want to do? The Lord replies in verse 19. "Mm." He says, yeah, go ahead. And I will certainly hand them over to you. And that's got to be a real shot of adrenaline, a real great "Mm" in your step as you go out there knowing that God is fighting for you. Verse 20. Now, here's what I want to get to, and I want you to think about this, because we are talking about breakthroughs today. Does anybody here need a breakthrough in their life? Is anybody here looking for God to break through in some area of their life where you're saying, I need God to break through. I need God to break these chains. I need God to break these thoughts. I need God to break these emotions and feelings. I need a breakthrough in my life. Anybody? Anybody? God says nothing's too hard for me. And in 2nd Samuel chapter 5 verse 20, this is how God shows you that nothing is too hard for him. So David went to Bel-perazim and defeated the Philistines there. The Lord did it, he exclaimed. He burst through my enemies like a raging flood. So he named that place Baal Perazam, which means the Lord who bursts through. Or in the new King James, it is he is the master of the breakthrough. So God says today to you, is anything too hard for me? Nothing is too hard for me. And here's what I'm going to do. I am the master of the breakthroughs. And so whatever it is you're believing God for, whatever area in your life you need God to break through for you on, he is the master of breakthroughs. And what I love was it said he broke through like a raging flood. He didn't break through like a slow flood, like mm, the water's slowly getting higher. Little, oh, oh! it's at my ankle now. Whew, this is scary. Like when we went to baptize the girls last Sunday and we had to walk way out in the water because it wasn't getting any deeper. He came through like a raging flood in the middle of David's situation. And God wants to come into your life today, where you're at, in your family, in your relationships, in your finances, in your health, in your mind, in your spirit, in your soul. God wants to show up in the midst of that circumstance like a raging flood. And you know what a raging flood does? Washes everything out of the way. Sounds like an earthquake coming through. You hear this sound. You hear this sound. you're like, what's that sound? What is that? What is that? All of a sudden you see birds flying away in the trees. Everybody's scattering. And the next thing you know, (laughs) this raging flood comes washing through, ripping through everything, tearing out the junk, tearing out the old, breaking down walls, setting people free, cutting off chains, breaking mindsets. God is the master of the breakthrough that wants to come where you're at, in your situation, in your life. And break those things off. Stand up with me. I tell you, we had a heck of a time getting ready to have church today. A heck of a time. We couldn't get sound to work. We couldn't get computers to work. All the things that help have service. You know, things like words on the screen so you can enter in and worship God. Things like hearing the music, hearing the instruments so that you can hear that instrument and you can begin to worship God along. And you know that it's always times like that When the enemy is coming, he's saying, I don't want this to happen today. I don't want people to be set free. I want those people to stay just like they are. In fact, the enemy wants you to get worse. He's not happy with the status quo. He's not happy with where you're at right now. Just so you know, just so you know, the enemy's plan is to steal, kill, and destroy. Destroy. Get rid of ruin can't use this thing anymore, it's destroyed, that's his plan against you, he's not, he's not satisfied to leave you where you're at, you think, oh, my life is terrible, you don't know my circumstances, I have the worst life ever imaginable, guess what, he wants to keep making your life worse and worse and worse. But we serve a God who is apparently the master of the breakthrough. And apparently there is absolutely nothing that is too hard for God. Yes. Jesus. And I'm here to tell you today that there's things in our lives that God is wanting to set us free of to let go of, to get rid of these things, to put these things down that we're carrying around. That's all, oh, I gotta carry these chains. I gotta carry them. I don't know why I gotta carry these chains. I've just carried them so long, but I gotta carry them anymore. God says, you don't gotta carry those chains. You don't gotta carry those lies. You don't gotta carry those emotions. Those things that are in you that are not of me, you can be free of them. I was talking to Wayne before the service we were talking about how God, how Jesus came to set the captive free. Come on, he came to set the captive free. And there's things in our life that we are believing God for in this fast. And I'm here to tell you today, I'm here to tell you today that God is preparing to break through for you. Those things that you've been praying and seeking God for, those things that are only between you and Him, that only you and Him know about, He says, I am preparing to break well, through. You, and like just before the storm, before the raging waters, before the raging flood shows up, you begin to hear this sound. Something's coming. Something's coming. Something is coming. and It's the master, of breakthrough, ready to tear through your life and pull all that junk out and bring restoration and healing health and wholeness to you Thank today you, amen let's lift our hands up and give god a praise thanks so much for joining us today we hope you were drawn closer to jesus and that his spirit his love and his life are filling you right now if you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at hope city head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go we just want to remind you that you were made for hope.